All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. You're watching Leafs Morning Tape with host Nick Alberta and former NHLer Jay Rosehill. The show starts now. Oh, I can tell you, Rosie, the chat is on fire to start the show today. Presented by Matano. It's a Thursday edition of Leafs Morning Take, Nick Alberga and Jay Rosehill. But is the question here, are you hot today, Rosie? How you feeling? I'm not as fired up as one may think. I watched the game last night and uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, things... Uh, I don't know. I'm not, I I just can't do the sky's falling every game we lose and we're winning the cup every game we win. I just, I mean, the problems are the problems and they need to be addressed. Very calm, very easy, very simple. I like that. Taking a different approach to today's show, because uh, depending on the game, depending on the outcome, it could be a bit of a more loose Jay Rosell. We saw it on Friday's show, but certainly we're working on a couple different things. I'm, I mean, you you can't lose a gasket and blow a casket every time they play, but certainly there are a lot of offensive things we saw from Wednesday night's outing against the Ottawa Senators, which we'll get to here in the uh, appetizer. Elliot Friedman of Sportsnet's coming up in about uh, 15, 20 minutes from now. We're going to get a lay of the land behind the scenes. What's cooking with the team? I think the sidebar story is that they have two games left, Rosie, and then they're off to Sweden. And that could be a loud, loud trip in Sweden. I'll say that. Yeah, for sure. It'll be a different little look for these guys. And I'm sure they want to go into it and take that flight over the pond with, uh, you know, being able to be a little bit loose and and cracking some jokes and smiling and being happy and not uh, not being in a negative mood after dropping a bunch of games. But they they got to get on their horse and they got to start rattling off some wins here. They got to start figuring out their defensive game. Speaking of figuring out, I don't know if you saw this yesterday, but uh, well, I don't know how you missed it because you watched the broadcast. They showed it about 20 times. Willie Nylander took the TTC. He took the subway to work. Um, I don't know why this is such a big story. Like you played in the team. I think guys take it more than we think. No. Yeah, they do. Who is all the time when uh, when I was playing, someone was taking it all the time. I think it was like. Was it loophole or someone was taking it all the time? And again, the media made a big deal about it. But I mean, in the in the big concrete jungle, you jump on that thing. Like, look at the guy beside him. He's got a Leafs hat on, but everyone's so submersed in their phones. I don't think you really notice. And even if you do, I think people are cool enough in Toronto. They just kind of give you a head nod and and kind of elbow their buddy and say, hey, look at that. It's cool. It's uh, it's an easy way to get around. When me and my boy came down there to watch the Leafs a year or two ago, we were 
we were ripping around on that subway all day long and it was uh it was handy so if you live downtown you got to get down to bay street there why not hop on it i like it he's he's on fire right now he can do no wrong i'm sure he knew i'm gonna jump on the subway someone will take a picture of me i'll look like a man of the people and i'll get paid eventually Maybe he watches a lot of the weather network because it was shitty kind of weather yesterday afternoon. He he knew the best route to the rink was through the subway. And I, I disagree with you. That guy with the toque, we'll call him Jimmy for argument's sake. Jimmy, no doubt Jimmy's texting his boys. You won't believe who's you don't you don't enter a subway wearing a Leafs hat and not not know that Willie Nylander is beside you. There's no way in hell he's texting his boys. He's in the group chat, uh, sent an eggplant emojis left and right. My boy. You know, Willie Nylander's beside me on the subway. There's no chance in hell this guy didn't know, Rosie. I don't know, man. I think you get, you're just buried in your phone. You want to get home after work and it's, uh, it's time for you to, to go deep on Instagram and look at whatever you got on your feed. And you might not even notice that guy walk in. It's not like he's a big imposing feller, but, uh, yeah, I think you might've missed him to be honest. He stands out pretty damn good to look at too. Um, I got to ask this in the chat. I mean, for any of you who have taken transportation, subway, TTC, wherever you are in this world, I'm the people watcher guy. Screw the phone. I have all the time in the world for my cell phone, Rosie. When I'm in public places, the one thing I want to do is scan what's what's cooking, if you catch my drift. Yeah, me too. We were in Palm Springs there last week. And my, How was that? My, I think it was my seven-year-old was sitting beside me and he's like, oh, I'm bored. I'm bored. And I'm like, people watch. He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, look at all these people around. Look at them. What are they? What's going on with them? Who's different? Who's standing out? Just people watching. He, it was a foreign concept to him, but I enjoy it as well. And down in Palm Springs, there's uh, there's more to look at than there is me, say, up in uh, central Alberta. Very underrated, especially if you're in a pool climate. It it should be a national sport. Like there should be an Olympics for people watching and I would probably be a gold medalist. So I don't, I, th- there's no chance in hell. Our boy, Jimmy, we're going to call him that again for argument's sake. There's no chance in hell. He didn't know Willie Nylander was beside him on the train. And Nylander, surprise, surprise, another really good outing for him. A 13 game point streak to start the season at the Leafs Nation 401, where you could subscribe here on YouTube again at the Leafs Nation 401, where you could subscribe. Also available wherever you get your podcast by searching Leafs Morning Take. Again, Elliot Friedman coming up in about 15 minutes. Brought to you by DoorDash. It's time for the appetizer for a limited time. Our listeners can get 25% off up to $10 in value and zero, at zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code NATION25. That's code NATION25, uppercase for that. For 25% off your first order with DoorDash, offer valid in Canada, subject to change. Terms apply as we dive into Wednesday night, Rosie, another very, very disappointing loss, 6-3 Ottawa, and in the spurt of like two and a half minutes or whatever it was in the third period, that ball game was over last night. Yeah, that happened quick, man. I thought that, um, you know, I thought they were going to pour it on in the third period again. It looked like they were about to take that step. They tied her up. Um, It looked like they were going to take off, but I mean, their defensive woes just, just catch up to them. And as impressive as they can be offensively, you know, I loved again, again, that yarn croak line, um, mm-hmm. Robertson to finish that sick dish from, um, from Domi was unreal. I was, you know, watching that, like it was in slow Moa and, you know, he throws a little backhand sauce. I thought it was a little too far for him, a little too high and just pounds it. Like, man, those sticks can pop these days and just doesn't even get everything on it and just pops at top titty. Doesn't even give anybody a chance. Beautiful goal. And those guys are starting to rock. I mean, huge for Nick Robertson. Domi's yeah. been, been, you know, a lot more noticeable lately. Seems like he's finding his footy. Yarn Croak seems to have ignited those guys. The big boys are on fire. Like, that's all awesome. That's never been our problem. That's been I the most. Like there's a butt coming, though. <laughs> it's the most electric thing, you know, in the league, maybe. Certainly on their team. But there it is. <laughs> Like their numbers, yeah. man. Like they, do they even fucking know how to, do they even try to play defense? Like are, are they even, are they just so concerned with having the puck that they forget it's a two way hockey game. They're so poor defensively. You know, your defense is depleted when it's healthy, let alone when they're banged up and you got key components pulled out of the lineup. Y- y- your goaltenders are up in the air. Your, your one struggling mightily your other ones green as could be. And you don't have any attention to detail in your D zone. Like, what are we doing here, guys? Like, we're going to score goals just by showing up. I think we've proven that. But you you can't say, oh, screw defense. I'm going to try to win 7-6. It's a fucking recipe for disaster. 
that doesn't work in the playoffs. You have to tighten up your back end. And whether a change is coming is kind of irrelevant. It's here and now. You're playing for the team as we speak. If I was the coaching staff, I mean, you have to you have to hammer home some some defensive systems that are going to keep the puck out of your net. Right now, it looks like they have none, and it's it's killing them. It's not acceptable. It's not going to work. Like throw the season away if we just continue like this. It's it is not happening like this. Not a chance. So major changes have to come. Major mindset changes need to be in place. And you know whether trades happen or not. I mean, I think that does need to happen to go the distance. But you can't keep playing like this in in your in your D zone. You're going to struggle mightily, and they have. Justin writes in: Do you believe our defensive issues can be fixed internally? Um, you're probably better to answer this question. I mean, you've played in a system and part of a system. Uh, from everything I've seen from the eye tests and the personnel on this ice, I I don't know how you rectify it. Um, I think obviously attention to detail is the big thing here. Like I think they almost are at a point where it's like Tampa, you, you try your best to overcompensate defensively for your issues, right? Because again, everything you just mentioned goaltending wise, everything you just mentioned defensively, where you almost like sort of sit back. And and, and last time I checked, they have Guy Boucher on the staff. Like, is he not the king of the trap? I thought he was. Yeah, I don't know. Like if you, if you switch your systems up, left wing locks and traps and yeah. you got to do something. And I don't think... T- <laughs> I don't think that the promised land is in the internals of this defensive structure. I want to see a deal done. I want to see a trade made. I want to see some additions. You're going to have to subtract someone somewhere in order to make that happen. But for the time being, you have what you have. And I mean, I'm not breaking down the video. I'm not running the meetings, you know, with that team and with the defensive core. And it's not just the defensemen. It's the defensive attitude of the forwards too you have to help out you have to come low you have to box out you have to protect that house they're not doing it they're so spread out i mean some of those tic-tac-toe plays the senators made last night was just fucking exposing their their d zone from the forwards on down and whether you need to make a big defensive structure change or what i don't know but there needs to be a definitely a culture shift and a mindset change of how you're approaching playing in your zone getting back to your zone the neutral zone, it starts there with the transition. You you just, you have to play better defense. You have to tighten up. You can't be that spread out, la, la, la. They're, you're too thin back there to be doing that by a million, and you're not going to outscore your problems no matter how talented you are on the front end. So changes need to happen, whether it comes from the internals or externals. I think both need to be uh, addressed. I agree wholeheartedly. Uh, you know, the thing that concerns me is like some of the retort coming out of the mouth of Sheldon Keefe is alarming to me. I don't know if you caught some of the quotes last night. The one on Klingberg specifically stood out for me. We need to protect him better. Rosie, the guy makes 4.15 million bucks a year. This is not like Justin Hall. I mean, this guy makes double Justin Hall's money. And again, not to pick on Justin Hall. He's not Marty Marincin either. Like you paid this guy significant coin to be a top four defenseman. And he's playing like a a seventh pairing defenseman right now. And it concerns me that they're trying to protect the guy who makes that much money, which to me just leads you to believe that they may have made a mistake here. Uh, I mean, so far it hasn't gone phenomenally. You sign him hoping that he can, you know, find his what 2018 self, you know, there's talent in there, you know, there's production, you know, there's ability. Uh, He's lost it a little bit and you definitely rolled the dice, took a gamble, but, it's that or nothing. I mean, I go back to the, the day they signed him. Let's just say, you know, tree living comes out and says, yeah, we had an opportunity to, to get John Klingberg. Um, you know, it would have been 4.1 million and, uh, you know, we're just not sure about his defensive uh, prowess. So, you know, yeah. we let him go. And then who is left out there? Like we could ask exactly. Elliot coming up here shortly. Yeah. Like who is available? What were the options on the back end? I mean, he, he does have a, a, a good, track record he's got lots of experience he's got some pretty good upside so i understand taking the gamble but no it hasn't turned out no i mean what is he minus nine or something right now um he seems like a liability back there and you didn't sign this guy to imagine day one you sign him and say yeah and we just we just really got to protect him back there and it's crazy you know help him out it's like fuck what like he's supposed to be a standout he's got a He's got to find a way to play on the defensive side of the puck. And again, he's one of the reasons why they're spinning around, you know, lost out there because he's doesn't seem to be in position. He doesn't seem to know the systems. He doesn't seem to have poise back there. And 
you got to take away their chances. I mean, there's two sides of the puck there and they these Maple Leafs right now are certainly only playing one side of it. And yeah, Klingberg is not playing up to snuff. He's, he's not looking like a fantastic signing, but we are a handful of games into the season. albeit. it's a full blown identity crisis. Again, this, a lot of this stems from what Sheldon Keefe said after the game, he says, this is different than some of the things we've gone through in the past. This is a group that's really got to pull together here. We sit here and we celebrate guys who score big numbers and score a ton and all that kind of stuff. We don't talk enough about what we give up. That's the reality. You got to prioritize keeping the puck out of the net. That that screams to me somebody who is just out of answers. As you see, uh, it's out of control is what he said in the Leafs' goals against right now. Like this is spir- This could spiral out of control. And again, for a team that's off to the Global Series next week for two games, maybe that's the best thing possible. Just leave this market because this has been a, a homestand from hell. Like. They're three and four at home. Rosie, do you believe some of the numbers for this team? They started 47 goals in 13 games, and they've now tied a franchise record by allowing four plus goals in seven straight home games to begin a season. It's insane. Some of these numbers. That's a lot of goals, man. It's a, it's a funnel. Like it's a track meet. It's just a shootout and you don't have the abilities in net at the moment or on the back end to play that kind of hockey. I mean, I, what those forwards are thinking, what their mindset is like, yeah, you got to put the hammer down offensively, but like we kind of expect those many high end players to put up big numbers. It's great, but you're letting in so many, man. It's just, you have to rectify it. You have to, you have to address it. You have to change something. You can't keep letting in that many goals. And it's, I think it's a, it's a mindset thing. Like, yeah, maybe your mindset towards the system has to shift. Maybe the system itself has to shift in your D zone and play a system that protects your weaknesses right now. They're, they're just freewheeling. And I'm wondering if that Europe series there, are they going to be on Olympic ice? That's pretty much all they have in Sweden. (laughs) You know, I can see Willie Nylander just wheeling and dealing. I can see these guys winding it up. There's so much more space laterally. Um, on those Olympic I don't know sheets good for the defense, the Olympic. Oh place. God, it's not Imagine good. I mean, that. I can just see rink wide sauce passes galore <laughs> guys just wheeling the net and just dangling, but it's going to happen on the other, on the other side too. And I mean, with the way the defense are spinning around lost out of position right now on that big sheet, I don't know. It's going to be different. Maybe it invigorates something. Maybe it allows them to tighten up and just keep everything to the outside. Maybe it, maybe it joggles something loose, but man, something's got to change for sure. This is not sustainable, not even close, not even, not even sustainable to, to have a respectable season. Certainly not sustainable to go anywhere in the playoffs. Like you have to have big time D and solid, solid footing in your D zone to, to go deep in the playoffs. And they're a mile away from that. Talked about the power or the penalty kill. Again, another power play goal for Ottawa yesterday. The Leafs have surrendered 12 on 42 times short. And uh, I thought it was a reality check. You know, it just speaks volumes to playing goaltender in this market. It was a tough night for Joseph Wall. And well, it's understanding to bring up his age and say, hey, he's not like other rookies. I mean, he's mid-20s. He's played some games uh, in the in you know the pro level at the very least. Still relatively green, as you reference at the NHL level. Like it would be ridiculous not to suggest he's going to have nights like this. And I don't care who's playing that. It could be Carey Price in his prime. It could be Vasilevsky, Shesterkin, Hellebuck. Name some of the best on the planet. They're getting lit up with this defense. Not not to protect the crease in general with Sammy and and Wool, but I think the root of the problem is this team defensively. A lot of tic tac toe goals on Wednesday night. Yeah, I'm not worried about Wall. You could say he played bad. Those first two goals went bang, bang in the third period. And the third one, I mean, game's kind of out of reach and he just doesn't pull the trigger, you know, handling the puck outside, always a frustrating thing. And, um, you know, for a goalie to to give one of those up, but it was, he couldn't find the play and, you know, a second turns into two and that's far too long back there. So I'm not worried about Wall and I'm not going to be the guy that, uh, you know, piles on if he loses yeah. one because they're playing like shit in front of him and making, you know, being a contributor to making it so difficult to be a goalie in that market because he's fine. He's solid. He's poised. He's, he didn't have the game, but they hung him out to dry. I mean, that's going to happen. I'm not so concerned about him. I don't want to hang all of our, you know, hopes and dreams on him. I don't think that's fair. I don't know if he's ready. He sure seems like he might be, which is quite 
impressive, to be honest. But I'm not hanging any of this loss on on Joseph Wall by any stretch. It's the team mentality. It's the yeah. it's the D zone that you play from the back end up to the forwards. They hung them out to dry, like you say. There's just too much tic tac. Those guys are spread out and exposed. And I'm sorry, like that's not on Joseph Wall. There was a mishap on the six three goal. There was a couple in the first three of the game for Ottawa where he should have stopped it. And it, it's going to happen mm-hmm. from time to time. Like you could tell early on, he had the yips. Sometimes you have the yips. You played pro sports. Anybody who's played sports, you got the yips sometimes. And Joseph Wall had the yips last night. And I think Corpus Allo deserves credit because it looked like he had the the yips early on, and then. I mean, he made some big stops. That one on the Matthews breakaway in the second period coming across there, that was fantastic. You need some big-time saves, and unfortunately, like, Wolves made more of them, but you need those, like, game-changing saves, and I felt like Ottawa got a couple of those last night, and the Leafs didn't, quite frankly. Yeah, and you could break down a couple of the goals, and yeah, he didn't have his pad down, and his stick should have been in this place. That's fine. Um it is what it is, but the the amount of chances that you're you're giving up quality chances, yeah, it's insane. like you say, it doesn't matter who's in net there. They're going to find a way. Six goals. I mean, at home, their home record stinks. Their goals against stinks. That has to be the number one priority right now. I mean, like talking about Nylander's point streak and stuff like <laughs> good for him. But are we a Nylander fan here or are we a Maple Leafs fan that means nothing at the end of the day we've seen guys put up you know historic runs and make records and within the franchise it's like fucking who cares man no one cares no one's going to remember that's good for them it's a feather in the cap but are we trying to win the the big one here or not are we trying to go in the direction where we're actually going to do something that matters. Are we going to keep tooting the horn of some guy as a 13 game point streak? Like who yeah. gives a shit? I no, don't you, care at all. It's got to be about the team. You're right. It, it does. And again, I, I understand we wake up on this Thursday and the sky's falling again. And again, I said this after the win the other night, they're not out of the woods by any stretch. They're, they're, they're not going to be out of the woods for a while until they demonstrate some consistency, but all throughout there is like, the Panthers were a perfect example last year where it took them a while to get going. And I'm not endorsing that. I want Toronto to get going with 10 games left, but it took them a while to find their footing. So I will continue to give this team the benefit of the doubt. But having said that, there's a couple of things that come to mind where it's like the Reeves situation, the Klingberg situation. I think you might have to attack it a bit of a different way here, Rosie. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, with Revo, it's, I mean, when he comes in, I'm always amazed that he can stay in the league um, at his age with his role. He's not the fleetest of footed guy, but, and I'm not going to act like I've been watching him forever, but the teams he's played on, he's been effective. He hasn't been a liability. They've been, you know, defensive juggernauts in a sense compared to the Leafs. So that probably protects him a little bit and hides him a little more. And, you know, when he got signed here, I'm thinking to myself, okay, like, the shifts that he gets, you can't just you can't just be out there to chirp off. Like last night when the when the horn goes and the game's over, he's challenging guys. Like fuck, nothing drives me more than that. Like it's the game's over. Do that in the first was that? period. Yeah. Do yeah. it in the first period, man. Get in some guy's face. But like when you're out there, I remember playing like fuck. I was squeezing my stick so hard because you just can't get exposed in the D zone. You can't turn the puck over in that league. You have to be responsible. So your leash is so short compared to anyone else who's playing 20 minutes because they can afford to be creative. They can turn it over and they'll get a chance to to do it again next shift where when you're getting limited shifts and you're on that fourth line, you have to protect the puck. You have to get it deep into their zone. You have to chase it down, bang and crash, cause a little bit of chaos, cause a little bit of energy, try to steal some momentum, then get the hell off the ice and let the big boys do their work with what you just provided them with some space and some, some energy that's all you got to do. And then, yes, bang and crash, get in guy's face, grab a guy by the scruff. Anyone wants it, you let them have it. Like, that's your job. You can't just be a, a meat in a seat. You got to do more than that. <laughs> I like and that. I mean, when you're out there getting, you know, you're minus nine in like 12, 13 games, you can't be getting scored on even strength every single game. You can't, man. Especially, you know, with the Maple Leafs where, you know, they're, a, they're kind of a liability on the back end and you can't be out there providing one of those dashes every single night or it's just, it's too much to overcome. It's too much to outscore. He's got to tighten it up in the D zone. He's got to tighten it up with, with his minutes that are going to be fewer and far between, but you have to find a way to be somewhat effective. You certainly can't be a liability. You got to do your job and you got to keep it out of your D zone or you're just not going to be able to be out there anymore. 
The following interview is brought to you by uh, Sober Carpenter. Hold the alcohol, keep the flavor, enjoy a range of non-alcoholic beers so good that you'll think it's the real thing. Look for Sober Carpenter at Sobeys, Loblaws, Whole Foods, Metro, Farm Boy, and other retailers today as we bring in the one and only Elliot Friedman from Sportsnet and Hockey Night in Canada. Freeds, thanks so much for doing this. Any noise out of Toronto today, buddy? Yeah, everywhere. Like the whole city is full of noise. Uh, it's even it's it's not even the subways going with Nylander on them or people honking because traffic's moving too slowly. There's a lot of noise everywhere. And by the way, Jay, meat on a seat should be your social media name everywhere you use it. <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Shit, hey, I'm just happy you did your hair this morning. Last time we caught you leaving the gym, it looked like you ran some salami through it, but uh, good to have you, man. This was this is bedhead, man. There's it's just so much product in it from last night. It barely moves. <laughs> Love it. Well, thanks for having us, man. I mean, you're at the the hub of it. What what do you see with this Leafs team? It seems to be like the same old story. Sometimes there's too many holes in the game. What is their chances of pulling out of this, rectifying their problems? Is a huge change need to be in order? What are you hearing? You know, Jay, I I, I think this. To me, one of the most unbelievable stories of the year, and, and it's it's really the surprising thing is, it looks like they've kind of solved the Domi problem. Like they have a role for him that it looks like he's going to be okay. But it's really incredible to me to see how hard it has been to find, you know, I just heard you talking about Reeves, you know, Klingberg, everybody was talking about Klingberg last night. Bertuzzi hasn't found his spot yet how hard it has been to make the new players part of the team. And I don't know if it's the way they play or what it is exactly, or it's, it's on the players who came here, but like you, I I can't look on paper, the team that finished last year and the team that's playing this year, it shouldn't be this big a difference. Like this team should not be, and every team goes through bad stretches and all that, but this team should not look the way it does compared to the way last year's team looked with the roster changes. It's it that, and I do think they're looking for D I think they've been looking for D since the end of last season. Someone said to me at the gym the other day, you know, they've been looking for D as long as I've been alive. And the guy was like 70 years old. So, <laughs> but I, like, like I do think they are scouring the market to see if there is any kind of defenseman that makes sense. Is uh, is Calgary a natural fit then? They are, but I think there's going to be a lot there. Like, you know, Calgary's got three defensemen that a lot of teams are going to be looking at. I think Vancouver's going to be looking at some of their guys. I don't know, you know, Merrick says there's no way that Calgary can help Edmonton, but I can see Edmonton even calling and seeing. But I think any good team, like Dallas is another team that's going to be looking for the best defenseman that they can find. And I think any team that is going to be looking for something is going to be looking at the Calgary Flames. So there's going to be, con- I mean, to me, 
I think I think Tree Living would love to have Tanev or Zadorov, if not both. But there's going to be a lot of competition for those players. Yeah, it's going to be difficult. What you see in the open market, I mean, we're talking, you know, retrospectively about signing Klingberg and was that the right call and whatnot. But looking back, you know, to your time in July and how, you know, with your finger on the pulse like you have it, what what other, were there any options for a defenseman for the Toronto Maple Leafs? We jumped on Klingberg, you know, say we pass on him. Was there any other viable options? Not that it really matters now, but like, What's out there? Everyone just wants the fingers to be snapped and to have a stud D-man, but they're pretty rare, are they not? They're very hard to find. They're very hard to find. You know, Jay, I think the guy they really wanted on July 1st was Dumba, and I think they were in on him. You know, Klingberg came in at 4.15. I think Dumba at the time, Dumba ended up in Arizona for 3.9, but I think at the time he was high in the fives. Uh, I think Toronto really wanted him, and uh, they couldn't, um, you know, they, they couldn't get the deal done, uh, because it just, they couldn't fit Dumbo where he wanted to be. And I, and it's, it's hard not to look at that right now. And, you know, Dumba is not perfect, but he's a passionate, passionate guy. And there are people who tell me the adjustment that Winnipeg went out and got Bogosian yesterday. He's not Dumba or sorry, Minnesota went out, but he's a loud physical presence. And that's what Dumba was. I, I, you know, I, I would be curious to see how it would look different at all if Dumba was here. But I do know, Jay, he was the guy they talked to. He was the guy they wanted, but they couldn't fit him in for what he was asking. It's just it's crazy. The contrast and defensemen they got right from Dumba to like a Klingberg. But nevertheless, as you guys mentioned, it's so hard to find guys in the back end, especially guys of significance. Uh, I want to talk some patience with you. So you talk about Klingberg, you talk about Reeves. I mean, it's quite clear some of the new guys have had trouble fitting in. What's the level of patience being exercised behind the scenes? Is there patience regarding some of these guys or, or are they almost at a point where they're like, you know what, we got to figure something out here. Well, one thing I, I learned from players such as Jay is that the organization almost uh, like, like the, when you see the coach, the way he was last night, that's a tell. Like you watch Keith in that post game last night. He's not waiting for the questions to, to finish. Like the reporters go on five or six words and he knows what the question is, and he just starts answering. And when a coach is like that, it tells you a lot about what the mood is behind the scenes. And, you know, players will tell you they take their cue based on the way the coach is reacting. So the way that Keith was last night, there's stress. Um, you know, you know, Nick, like, we're a month into the season right now. These kinks are supposed to be worked out. Like it, And, and like I said, it, it's, it's the biggest story for me with Toronto is, You've got four new players, uh, and and the one that really stands out to me actually is Bertuzzi because he's a talented guy who can score in this league, and they're having so much trouble making it all work. And I think it's 50% on the player and 50% on the team. Maybe it goes a little bit one way or the other, but it's it's just wild to me how they're having so much trouble uh, getting these guys to to have an identity and have a role. Not to be blunt, which I normally end, as you know, but like it screamed Sheldon Keefe, just hearing his remarks. I, I think he's sort of feeling the heat. Uh, I don't know if you have a sense of like the the leash or the hot seat. Like, is it starting to warm up a bit here? You know, I, I think that's a great question, Nick. I think that, look, they just gave him an extension. Um, you know, like the, the one thing I look at in the summer is they had a big negotiation with Matthews. And do I think that, Matthew said, I want Sheldon Keefe to be my coach. No, I, I don't think he said that. But do you, I, I guarantee to you, they talked to him, Matthews, about it and said, how do you, if we're going to, if you're going to extend here, how do you feel about this guy as the coach? And when your best player and your highest paid player is, is, is seemingly okay with it, I, I think that coach has a runway. But the one, like, I, but I feel the same way about Jay Woodcroft in Edmonton. This is a guy who before this season had a, 68% winning percentage in Edmonton, but the way it's going there, if it doesn't turn around, you know what can happen. And do do I think Keith is in trouble? I would say not yet. Um, but what I would say is that I think every coach knows that if things go sideways where so much is expected, you know, look at DJ Smith in Ottawa too. You know how this business works. But I I really don't believe 
that is what they want. I, I, I don't believe that's what they want, but we all know where this can go if it doesn't get better. Yeah, unfortunately for that side of the business, it's the easiest move to make a lot of times. I mean, you got 20 guys on a roster plus and you're trying to to figure out who to get going and what to jumble up and what systems should we overhaul. It takes a long time. It's difficult. The The market doesn't really cooperate half the time. And then all of a sudden, you know, you can change a coach and the very next day you have a completely different look. So unfortunately for the coaches, that is the case. But like, do you think there's, because like, like in years past, these guys put up 118 points in the regular season and then just, you know, yeah. just completely lay an egg in the playoffs. And then everyone's like, well, the regular season doesn't really matter. Well, here we are. People are thinking the sky's falling a dozen games in. Does it like, what if they just find it at Christmas? Florida or Panthers, right? Florida Panthers. Like, is there really a freak out right now? And, and is there, is there any patience within this system or is it, are they just going to have to, you know, pull some serious pins if they don't figure it out in a hurry? You know, like the thing, uh, what I always look at is what's expected of a team at the beginning of the year. Like that, that's the one thing I always look at uh, Jay is, you know, is what's expected of you. And there's a lot expected of the Toronto Maple Leafs. And also Jay, you, you forget where we are. Like, you know, like there's not a lot of, there's not, not a lot, lot of, you know, I was, I, Tampa was here the other day and I'm sitting with uh, Dave Randorf and, and Brian Engblom and Gabby Shirley from their broadcast team. And it, one of the things that Dave is talking about is, you know, Dave's worked his whole life in Toronto or, or in Canada. And, you know, he goes down to Tampa and when they lose five in a row, like, it's eh. it's not a thing here you lose five in a row and it's you know it's a biblical apocalypse so <laughs> you know I, I mean that you know the thing is is that uh, like to me Shelton Keefe he didn't just become stupid like in the last couple of weeks what we have right now is we have some fits in Toronto that aren't working and so I think they're going to have to address the fits like you know, and boy, I, I'll tell you, like, I, I do not like kicking people when they're down. It really bothers me. And I think we do too much of it, but you can't ignore what's going on, like with Klingberg right now. And I think the question becomes like, and also too, like Klingberg's going through the meat grinder for the first time. He's played in Dallas. He's played in Anaheim. He's played in Minnesota, like Minnesota. They love their hockey, but it's not like this. So imagine what he's going through the first time where his play is getting picked apart, like it's never get, gotten picked apart. And I think, you know, one of the things you're looking at last night is, you know, when he's struggling, you know, everybody's compensating to try to help him. And then everybody is out of position. So I think you kind of have to look at this and say, what is our fix on this? Because if you can't, if you're going to depend on him as much as they depend on him and you can't fix what's happening, I don't know if there's a coach around who can overcome that full-blown identity crisis. I think for this team right now, speaking of which Willie Nylander, as we referenced, taking the subway to work yesterday, uh, do you have any updates as either side initiated con uh, conversation? I should say uh, from now, uh, since the start of the year, I mean, something tells me he's going to be able to take Uber again soon. Right. <laughs> you know, I, I think, by the way, I, I just think that's so Nylander. And I say that in a good way. Like, yeah. uh, I am convinced, too, that the other guy in the picture knew exactly who that was. Yes, and was trying for to sure. Be cool about it. I was comparing it to, I don't know if you guys ever watched Friends, but there's the one episode with Matt, the late Matthew Perry where he's in the vestibule with Jill Goodacre and he's trying to be really cool about it. Like, that. that's what that reminded me of. But Gum would be um, perfection. <laughs> Gum, there, there you go. go. <laughs> See? Hey, there you go. Uh, I I think they have talked. Um, I don't get the sense there's been any progress, but I do think they have talked. I think the one thing is they're trying to, they're really trying to keep a handle on it. And I, I think the one thing that Toronto knows here is that he wants to be a Maple Leaf. So they're not going to be able to underbit. They're not going to be able to lowball him. I think they know that but they know that Nylander's desire to be a Maple Leaf gives them time. And that's why they can kind of wait to see how this unfolds and maybe make some decisions in other places that might say to them, okay, we have more runway here because this guy clearly wants to be here. And if I was in their shoes, that might be the way I approach it too, although I would recognize that lowballing him is not going to work.
Probably not. No, definitely not. Uh, lastly, are the Leafs in on Patrick Kane? I, I think they've watched him skate. I think there are a number of teams that have watched him skate. Like to me, the big question, Nick, is it's not are is anyone interested in Patrick Kane? It's is he okay. interested in them? Uh, I think that I do think there are some teams out there that are that because I've been told that there is one team he wants to play for that is not convinced that they can make it work and think that their money might better be spent elsewhere. So I think there's two questions. Number one, where do I want to go? And number two, do I think that team can really win? So the Leafs are, if the Leafs are really interested in Kane, they're, they're playing like this at the worst possible time because that's, that's happening while he has to make his decision. It's like a tryout right now for Patrick Kane. Uh, Freeds, we'll leave it at that. Really, really appreciate the time today. Thanks so much for this. No worries, guys. Have a great day. You Thanks, well. Elliot. One of the best in the business right there, Elliot Friedman from Sportsnet and Hockey Night in Canada. It's just so cool. I got a chance to work with Freeds over at Sportsnet. Like just everything revolves around him and it's like all the news comes from Freeds. Imagine being that person, right? We have Frank Saravalli here at Daily Faceoff and, and the Nation Network. Same conversation. Like everything stems from then, right? It's like a crazy, crazy Rolodex these guys have. I know. I, I can't imagine the information that comes and goes through that guy's mind and phone through it. He handles it so calmly and so swiftly. His mind just kind of has everything right there at at his availability. It's it's pretty impressive. He's one of the all time good guys in the business, and uh, I, I sort of all that stuff coming across my plate. I would be pulling my hair out. I'm not built for that shit. I'm a one team guy, you know. Just me and you. Just just breaking down some maple dinks is how they're playing lately. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, the the one thing I I thought was really fascinating from that interview. Again, and I mentioned it, how how do you go from Matt Dumba to John Klingberg? Like, they're not even in the same yeah. stratosphere of the type of defenseman. So it just shows you again, and, and, and good on you, like it shows you again right off the top where you ask the question, is it hard to find defensemen? There's your answer. Where you go from Matt Dumba, and that's crazy, Matt Dumba wanted that type of money, allegedly, and then to, to land at John Klingberg is wild to me. Absolutely wild, Rosie. I know, and to 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 have your you know your hopes on Dumba, and he wants five plus, and then settles for like three eight. Like God, man, you wasted so much time. Like I know, not that he cares necessarily. He's he got what he's worth, and he's got to figure he's going to do that. He's going to be in no rush to to pull a trigger. He wants to option but you know with tree living he's sitting there going can we have Dumba and he's trying he's trying to work on the phones talking to his agent talking to the outfit and they're just like okay I have to move on from Dumba like he wants too much I can't fit that in oh Klingberg he's xy can we take a shot on him at 4.1 and then you gotta you know the time's ticking for the GMs during free just be stuck with you know the horn goes and like everyone's gone and you're like I didn't do anything so it's tough, but to, to look back in hindsight and realize that you could have had Dumba for less than Klingberg fuck, makes you, you know, not real happy about it. But I can, that's the hot seat that is in. And it's just like, what can you add? What pieces can become available now? It's only trades that really are going to come. I don't really understand like Patrick Kane, like what problems is he going to solve? Is he going to show up our defensive yeah. zone? Like what the fuck? We don't have problem scoring goals we got tons of one-dimensionally um pure talent driven goal scoring sick hand sick really sick vision that's all wicked we've got that cover let's add more of that like you're just gonna pile on more problems we can't we need to shore up the back end we're like patrick kane isn't gonna make us hey, hey, a healthy man i'm just asking the questions people want to know answers to okay i'm not attacking you personally i know i know I'm, I'm being just saying I don't it. see how he's going to solve any freaking problems. You're right, we, though. We, Entirely we got guys right. to score goals. I want a yeah. stud D-man. I want a defensive specialist. I want, you know, we need that. And I don't really see the point of making changes if it's not that. Yeah, on the Patrick Kane front, A, I don't know where they're getting this cap space to make it work unless the guy's taking league min, which I, I, I highly doubt it. And B, I think they don't need a player like that, as you just mentioned. Like, yeah, they got some holes in the top six or whatever, but i rather feed it internally than take a a stab at another guy who really can't play defense, who you wonder about injury wise as well, and use that to go out and get at least one defenseman. Like, and, and that's the curious part for me. Like we keep linking them to the Calgary flames and maybe Columbus to an extent in terms of adding a defenseman. You don't think other teams in this league are looking for the exact same thing. I, it, it's, it's, it's going to be tough business, man. Like, 
And not to say that they got to figure this thing out internally. It's going to help when guys like Lilligren down the road come back, McCabe comes back, Timmons comes back. You know, you can add, you're going you're to be able to add maybe a bit more closer to the deadline, but I'm sorry. They, they have to roll with this. Like, and, and I think Benoit and Lagason deserve credit for the most part. I thought they were pretty decent again last night. But this notion that they're somehow going to add a Tanev now or a Zadorov, I think, is foolish. Like, they have no cap space. I don't know where they're getting it from. Well, you got to move something out, man. And Exactly. Uh, Who's know, it going to be, though? Who's it going to be that they're moving out, you know? To me, it keeps coming back to, you know... <laughs> Why doesn't Bertuzzi fit into this thing yeah. so far? And you know, you look at the roster. I thought he was and it, better last night, Bertuzzi. Yeah, and I'm not knocking him. It's just like yeah. as a as a whole, the roster. You look at it, and it just stands out to me like there's the core four, and then there's kind of everything else mm-hmm. jumbled around that, trying to find its way. And it just seems like it's just unbalanced. It just doesn't yeah. seem like this thing has got a nice, you know, twenty man deal that jumps on the ice every day and they just have this nice collective flow. It looks like they're, they're spread out. They're picked apart. There's, there's puzzle pieces missing all over the place. And it's, it's tough to build around when that core four is already like its own puzzle in itself. And you're trying to like add a puzzle that's impossible to complete around them. It just seems to screw everything up. And I don't know if, uh, you know, if you want to make a huge deal and a blow the lid off things, you know, you move out a core four guy and bring in X, Y, Z and all of a sudden, holy moly, we just overhauled. Like maybe they need that in order to find that, that consistency on the back end and to actually be a force night in and night out where holy smokes, look out for this Maple Leaf train. Cause they're coming. Cause right now there's too many holes in it. It's just Swiss cheese. You don't know what you're going to get. Like, yeah, you're going to get your fireworks games where you smoke a team. But I mean, have fun scoring seven goals every playoff game. Everything's on the table. I think it should be at the very least. And I couldn't agree more. If it means a blockbuster trade, I don't know. Like you, you everything's got to be on the table and we'll see what's uh, in store for this team over the next couple of weeks. Again, we're going to be looking closer and closer to the uh, global series games next week against Minnesota and, and Detroit um, in Stockholm. But you're not going to be here tomorrow. I just want to get your general thoughts on the back-to-back this weekend. You know, for for games in early November, preceding, of course, these two Global Series games in Sweden, they, they do feel big. It is Hall of Fame weekend. Let's not lose that in the shuffle. But Calgary and Vancouver are rare back-to-back on home ice this weekend. Yeah, those back-to-backs are pretty rare for these for these NHLers, you know. Um you know, from experience, I've played the minors enough. You're playing four and five and three yeah. and three. And sometimes those that that part of the schedule can be a blessing or a curse. You know, if if you can find it that weekend and you're rolling, you know, you clip a team and, and you're firing on everything and, and everything looks sharp. Your goalie looks good and everyone just has that confidence. You're kind of you're kind of walking six inches above the ground like things are happening for us bring on another game like tomorrow can't come soon enough. Let's keep this thing rolling. But on the flip side, I mean, if you're struggling and everyone's looking at each other, like what the hell is going on? And Holy mm-hmm. who's blame. And Oh God, we got another, we haven't even solved the problems of you. We haven't even had time to break down what just happened last night. And we got to roll again. And Oh my God, they come and they roll you again. It can go against you in a hurry too. So, you know, my thing is to get on page, figure out what happened, figure out your adjustments hammer those home have everyone buy into it okay this is what went wrong this is what we're gonna try right now starting today to move forward to address those concerns everyone's got to buy in everyone's got to understand everyone's got to make the adjustments bring that to the game hopefully it works and keep rolling it you know on back-to-back nights that's all you can do is try to find something roll it into two games in a row rattle off two wins all of a sudden you're looking better the botano wrap-up is presented by botano.ca the game starts now 19 plus please play responsibly um if you can believe it my play is going to revolve around the edmonton oilers tonight it's the last kick of the can for yours truly they they've fucked me beyond belief this year but they're in san jose if they don't win this game relegate them i'm not kidding relegate them so i like the oilers in regulation puck line everywhere you want to hammer them if they don't win this game honestly i might not show up for the show tomorrow it's going to be a one-man show with anthony stewart because you're not here (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, and don't you think that a guy like Connor can just be like, all right, I'm Let's taking over here. Could yeah. win the bloody game all by himself yeah. against that that schmuck team. So, yeah, I don't mind that with your Botano wrap up. 
hammer the Oilers. It's a must win. I think Connor might just come up and uh, come alive and take control himself. He, you can't hold that guy down very, very long. So I like that. I wonder what the, uh, I got to look at what the odds, I don't think you're going to be getting a ton of value, but smash them anyways. I think I got Oilers in regulation at minus 190, which again, considering the circumstances, they're way better than San Jose. I'll take that value and I'll make a bit of money. Hopefully, fingers crossed. I think minus 140 was the play for the puck line. Maybe you look at an alternate puck line, minus two and a half. Again, you got to be very cautious. The Oilers have been just dreadful to to bet for and a bet with this year. So anyways, uh, that, that's my final say on this show. Producer Aaron does write in. If they lose, I also won't be there for the show tomorrow. So if Edmonton loses tonight, there probably won't be a show tomorrow. So you're good. I'll, I'll be sitting here mashing buttons. You won't be I here. You won't be here. On. Oh yeah, I won't be here. Well, no show tomorrow if the Oilers lose. There <laughs> no, there's there's going to be a show tomorrow. Uh, so Anthony Stewart will be alongside and we're going to have David Pinota uh, of the fourth beer drop by. It's like insider week on this show. We had Sarah Valley on, on Tuesday. We had Fridge today. David Pinota is going to come on tomorrow. We're going to talk a bit about All-Star and Stewie's going to be in the mix. We're going to talk about the state of the team, where they go from here. Obviously, Pinota covers the team and is at Scotiabank Arena for every home game. So we're going to dive into deeper. What's going on with this team? Like, it's 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 pretty crazy, uh, all the noise surrounding the Leafs this early in the season. But uh, there's never a dull day covering the Toronto Maple Leafs, Rosie. Well, I don't want to say it's almost expected, but yeah. uh, there's always something happening. That is for damn sure. And we never run out of things to talk about, which is a good thing for us. So, yeah, insiders galore this week. Hopefully yeah. everyone's caught up. Let's see how this back-to-back goes and uh, finish off this week the right way, hopefully. And should add to uh, Rosie and I are sitting down with a very special guest tonight. We're not going to mention who it is. You're going to have to wait for next week here on the podcast. And we're going to play it for you, but uh, you're going to like it. I think they're going to like it, Rosie. Oh yeah. Someone who's made a little noise lately, kind of mm-hmm. got their feet wet with something rather. We'll just, uh, we'll just let you guys figure it out when we drop it. There you have it at the Leafs nation 401, where you could subscribe on YouTube. Again, many thanks to Elliot Friedman for stopping by producer Aaron big time game tonight for the Oilers against the San Jose Sharks for Jay Rosell. I'm Nick Alberga talk on Friday. Take care. Thank you for watching Leafs morning. Take. Hit that subscribe button and never miss a show. And for more, visit the Leafs T-H-E-L-E-A-F-S-N-A-T-I-O-N dot com. <laughs> if you don't know how to spell the Leafs Nation, you know what I mean? Um, but hey, sometimes you never know. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 